Welcome back. Thanks for joining us and nourishing your spirit. Your spirit is your canvas. When painting your tapestry of spirituality, where do you like to worship? Today, maybe it's under the shade of a big oak tree. Or a happy little tree. Either way, we're happy to have you here with Emily and Ash. Thank you for that, Aaron. <laughs> That's our brother, Aaron. He's going to be our official announcer. He did not want to miss out on this podcast, so we've made a place for him. <laughs> Welcome to That's Church. My sister Emmy and I are on a mission to open our hearts and minds by attending different churches here in Utah. We're talking to the beautiful people that make their church a community. Welcome to our bonus episode on That's Church. Our last episode, we interviewed Pastor Jason Chatham from the Courageous Church in Sugar House, and it was amazing. We learned so much from him, and he had such good insight. Um, we really enjoyed enjoyed our chat. Ashley, what uh, what really stood out to you? Um, I think for uh, for both of us, I think we mentioned um, how much we loved his emphasis on oneness, on on celebrating um, his community as a whole mm -hmm. and making sure that nobody feels like they can't be there at his congregation. I loved that so much. What yes, about you? I did too. I, I love the idea of oneness. I really have thought about that ever since. Um, and I, I can't stop thinking about it actually. And I've noticed in different parts of my life that it can be applicable um, mm -hmm. And actually, it's interesting he mentioned oneness because one of the things we were actually really caught off guard when he asked us why we are um, doing this podcast. We really didn't expect him to ask us anything <laughs> yeah. personally. However, we had uh, we had an answer right away because we thought about it for so long. Um, the only thing I wish I had said was that a huge part of why we're doing this is to create connections and to create unity and oneness. And that was the perfect yes. opportunity to bring yes. that up. So I bring that up now <laughs> because, <laughs> um, because the, you know, those are the, those are the things that led us, the things we talked about with him are the things that led us to doing this podcast. But the reason that we're doing it is really for oneness. It's really for, uh, creating a community that is peaceful and connected and, and open to hearing and listening to others, um, ideas, others, faiths, others, experiences, and, uh, and the knowledge that they can add and bring into our own lives and the light, the light they can bring to our lives. Ooh. Amen. That's church preach. <laughs> <laughs> I agree completely. Yes. We've, we've talked from the start, how we want this to be, um, a unifying experience and, we want to build bridges and yeah, I, I feel like, like so much of what Jason had to say, like he was absolutely the perfect person to have as our first guest on, on our podcast because he really everything was. he said was yeah. so open and so loving. And I just felt myself the whole time just going like, yes, yes. <laughs> so mm -hmm. yeah, it was an incredible experience. Um, another thing, so what we're probably going to do the most in these bonus episodes is talk about our own experiences visiting the their place of worship. So mm -hmm. I don't know if we, I think we did mention in um, the podcast with Jason that 
um, that we actually had the opportunity to visit and attend one of his services, which was incredible. And we talk a little bit about it there. But um, in this segment, in this bonus episode, we will talk more about the the whole experience. Um, I know in the last episode, we talked about how amazing Jason was and like the feelings there. But we also want to dive into the building and all of the senses of from walking in and seeing the the beautiful it had the the prettiest like wood wood ceiling and it just felt very warm and inviting and so i want to i want this episode and these bonus episodes in general to be to be very much about um the the whole body experience within with going and visiting these places of worship so yeah do you have some feelings emmy like what was your initial feelings when you like walked into that building I, my first thought was, wow, they are ready for us. Like they were so welcoming. There were so many people that were there to greet us. I felt like a celebrity. And I honestly, (laughs) even to this day, I don't know if he had told like his whole congregation, be on the lookout. These people are visiting. We want them to feel welcome. Or if that's the way they are every time, because I've, I've attended twice and both times I felt that same way. So, um, the second time I visited, mm-hmm. they were celebrating their fourth anniversary uh, and we got tacos, <laughs> which was awesome. So it was kind of more of a celebration. So mm. I, I haven't been there for a regular service outside of the first time we went and then the the anniversary the other time. But but when we went in, there were people, welcome, kids go this way, you go this way. We're so happy to have you. And it was very impressive to me and very uniting. Um, Mm -hmm. and they offered us a Bible. If we didn't have a Bible, we told them we did. And they said, Oh, well, you're still welcome to one. Um, and as I realized it was a different translation, I really wanted my own because it was, uh, such a fun, different, um, easier to understand translation. So, so as I left, Mm -hmm. I, I grabbed one and, and thanked them, but, um, but great little architecture of that Yes, (laughs) for sure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, But the architecture, too, of that building is my favorite kind. My house, I just recently um, added onto my house and did a bunch of renovations. We gutted the whole inside and and renovated all of it. And and I did a big, uh, what is it called, like vaulted ceiling in my great room. And this is like the vaulted ceilings on steroids. <laughs> um, I didn't even think of that. It does match your, and... your ceiling, the wood, like that oh. warmth. I love that warm feeling. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very me. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I walked in mm-hmm. and felt very at home and it is the <laughs> seventh day Adventist church, but, but the feeling that the people um, exude as well is very welcoming and loving. And, and they do. Yes. Um, I loved that during the, uh, during the service, they stop and they talk with each other. Um, that I was very, and, and I think Ashley is going to hit on that a little bit more later, but, um, but, uh, but just before we leave the building part of it, I love the, uh, the glass windows too. That's one thing that I think in the LDS church, I would love to see some of that. And when I served in LA on my mission, there was one building that all of the missionaries wanted to be in that area because it looked like a Catholic church and there were Mm. uh, tons of uh, stained glass windows all around. And it was kind of, you know, those big vaulted ceilings and um, 
and a similar feel to this one. It was just really absolutely beautiful. And, and whenever we were put in that area, we all kind of bragged to the other missionaries because, and, and the, um, the word on the street was that it used to be a Catholic church or something like that. And mm. we just all felt very special to be there. And so I, oh, I, love, I that. love, I love stained glass. And yes, and that that is, that's the church so. I would want to go to as well. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right? I feel like I there's something that is so like, it's, I think, I feel like in movies, like we see these churches with stained glass windows. And so when we see them in real life, like, and, and our churches don't typically have stained glass, just so you guys know, LDS buildings do not typically have stained glass windows. So I feel like when I see them in a church, um, whether I'm visiting or whatever, it is like, I don't know, it feels very like set apart and very special. Like, oh, this is, this is mm -hmm. one of those special places that you see in the movies. Um, <laughs> and I'm not gonna lie. I would trade that maybe for like the carpeted walls that we have in our church. We like the, <laughs> there's, a, there's a few weird things. I feel a lot of peace in in an LDS church building, but I also sometimes think, you know, we could judge this up a bit. I don't know if we need carpet on this wall. I don't know if I need a a basketball hoop above me while I'm in sacrament meeting. I don't know. <laughs> Just some things to think about. <laughs> but um, but I do the but feeling of, of said, peace is definitely there. You know. And yes. it is. It's a hard balance. Yes. Balance in churches. You see some that are kind of going for a more humble approach, and then you have Catholic, um, some Catholic churches and cathedrals that are absolutely ornate and gaudy mm -hmm. and gold, and um, you know, and they're beautiful. So it is like I and I, I felt the spirit in multiple of these places, whatever they may be. So it is. It's really mm -hmm. interesting to think of the architecture and what what the architect wants the um, worshiper to feel in that space. And, you know, kind of like mm -hmm. we've said, and like what we believe is that that's open to every individual, you know, like how you feel the spirit and what makes you feel it is so, is so unique and so individual. Sure. Sure. That quote about uh, the church, each person is their own church. You shared it with me recently. Yes. Um, I heard this on a podcast and the author is unknown, but I love it so much. And um, the quote goes that there are as many religions as there are people. And me and Emmy both were like, yes, that's it. <laughs> because mm -hmm. there's not um, there's not two people who worship in the same exact way. Like even if you belong mm -hmm. to the same religion and go to the same church, your personal experience and your your personal spirituality will be different than everyone else's. And, and it's sacred. So we, we love that quote. Um, I wanted to mention too, I mean, you brought up the fact that they share that space with the Seventh-day Adventists. And I just, I loved that. I thought that was so cool. And kind of what we're all about here on That's Church is like the sharing of communities. And I don't know, I just thought, I don't, I've never heard of that. Like a church building sharing, like you hear, like in our church, we, we have multiple wards that attend one church building, but we don't see those other people mm -hmm. in the other wards. One building is used for multiple um, services, but they're all within our religion. But I really appreciated that this, that the Seventh-day Adventists let um, the courageous church hold their service there. Those are two separate religions. And so mm -hmm. that was just really impressive to me. 
I loved that right off the start. I'm like, oh, we're going to like it here. I liked that too. And I thought it was interesting. The Seventh-day Adventists meet on Saturdays. We'll have to go to, we'll have to see if we can visit a Seventh-day Adventist. Um, yeah, we know where they're at sometime now. And, and interview someone. <laughs> yeah, we know where they are. Um, but they serve or they, they meet on Saturdays. So it works out well for them to rent out the space on Sunday. Anyway, I just yes. thought, I, I agree. I think it's very sweet. One thing I really loved that I noticed at this church um, that we talked about the last time was the power of music. And I think we grew up like we grew up in a house where like our mom would blast the radio. We'd listen to like Shania Twain and the Beatles and just a mix of different of different um, bands and genres. Our dad loved the cars and Metallica. And we would just we had this like little CD player in our kitchen and our mom would just blast music and we'd dance around the kitchen together. And so I feel like growing up in a household that really appreciated music, like this was our kind of worship. Do you feel that way, Emmy? Yes. And um, I I was just going to share that just reminded me when I would babysit. Ashley's nine years younger than me. So I would babysit you guys. I'm the oldest and we have, uh, there's four, four other siblings. So five of us total. And I would babysit on the weekends. And, um, I think our parents were very religious (laughs) about going on dates like every weekend. And so uh, a lot of times if we were lucky, they would drop off our cousins and we would all have a dance party while our parents were gone. (laughs) And I so looked forward to that. That was just like the highlight of my week. So, and yes, we were very close to our cousins, that. which is a bonus. <laughs> yes, that is amazing. I totally forgot about that for a minute. That was the best. We need to do those again with our cousins. Let's just do it again. Right? Yeah. Allie, Amber, Cam, come on Cam, over. Dance come on party. In. I remember ABBA specifically, specifically ABBA. And we did the oh, Dancing Queen. Yes. And I'm pretty sure Aaron did yes. that one. I'm not sure why he was the highlight of that, but it, it made sense at the time. <laughs> oh, yeah. We did videos, too. I was just talking about the dance parties, but then camcorders came yes. around or we got one or something. And then we started videoing our Where's dance. the footage? Where is Whatever. it? We'll post it if Music we can videos. find it. <laughs> I think oh, they're pretty I love amazing. It. I love it. No, they're they're great. Um, they're great. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Um, but yeah, we love music and I, my husband came with us. So the first time we went, um, it was me and Ashley and my husband, Todd and my son, which goes to, uh, or he plays football with, uh, Jason's son. And, um, I think my husband and my son are a little bit more serious and I think they enjoyed it. They enjoyed the music, um, but they just kind of sat there. Maybe they swayed a little bit (laughs) during it. Um, We kind of made the mistake of sitting right in the very front. And so we didn't know what to do exactly. Like I remember looking around and going, okay, you know, we need to follow these people and know kind of what is expected of us, but, but we didn't really know. So we kind of did our own thing for a while. Um, and Ash and I just really got into it. Like we were like, hallelujah. Yeah. Praise Jesus. (laughs) And we're full in full send. (laughs) (laughs) And I think my husband and my son are definitely more serious than we are, but Mm -hmm. we definitely got into it. And then, and then I don't know why we're always on the same emotional level, Ashley, but, um, 
there was it, it suddenly the music just became really hit home for me um and they play quite a bit i was actually really mm-hmm. impressed and surprised at how much how many songs they played and stayed on their feet the whole congregation would stay on the feet their feet while they were playing and performing basically and jason's performing on the guitar his daughter singing she's probably i think she's like 15 uh 14 amazing and Mm -hmm. another young girl that was absolutely incredible um and i mentioned a little bit in the last episode a lady was like rocking it out Mm-hmm. And I'm not cool, so I don't know if that's the right words, but she, <laughs> but she just was Whatever. so impressive to me. And at one point, she had a solo, and I was like, "What? That's coming out of her mouth!" So. Even mm-hmm. if you're not into church mm-hmm. or into the sermons or whatever, go for the free performance. Like, it's just great. And um, mm-hmm. anyway, there was a point in it that Ashley and I looked at each other and we're both tears streaming down our faces. Like, I think we mm-hmm. both kind of internalized the words at the same time. And um, and it was just really touching. So I mm-hmm. definitely felt the spirit. And um, yeah, I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. Did you have anything more to say about that? Oh, I totally agree. And it's so funny. We both noticed that same woman who was playing the piano and it crossed my mind that, you know, like I thought to myself, what would she be doing in our church? And she would be playing piano. She was very talented, but I pictured her in our church behind a big, bulky, um, classic, classical piano, um, kind of hidden and, and, Like, I don't, I don't focus on who's playing the piano always during our services, you know, and it's always so beautiful. I'm always touched by music, but it was so different. It was such a different experience to see her standing up and she's not at a traditional piano. She's at an electric piano and this chick is just killing it. And I like, couldn't take my eyes off her. And I just was thinking like, she is a star up there. Like she, her talent is so highlighted and I can't imagine what kind of like boost that would be to your confidence, you know, and also just to, to be, um, to have your talent, um, what's the word I'm looking for highlighted in that way. Like she was singing, she was playing and I don't know, it it just was like a totally different experience than it would have been at our church. Again, like not one is not better than the other, but for, for someone who loves music so much and loves, um, acoustic and, um, indie rock like it was very it was just very magical and 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 I really feel the spirit like through music so I play music all the time in my life in my daily life and I Mm -hmm. I'll play a lot of folk music like my husband and I have actually said before that we feel the spirit and we we connect with music when it's really paired back and it's like just someone with their guitar and so like when Jason started playing mm-hmm. like it was so special for me and Emmy to just look at each other and be like oh my gosh this is so amazing and and the teleprompters too like that's another thing that uh that Todd mentioned after and I was like I totally agree Todd was like Emmy's husband Todd was like we need these teleprompters in our church because for one it's hard to find the hymn sometimes you know it's hard to flip through that book and find it this it prompts the music so it you know similar to like karaoke it just shows you what you what you need to sing and the music was really loud I don't know if you've ever been to a concert where the music is really quiet and it like throws off the whole vibe but here like they had the music really loud and so like I felt totally confident and comfortable just belting those words because I knew that it was it would kind of get drowned into the noise 
Whereas in our church, I am so aware of myself when I'm singing hymns. I am like so aware and I purposely don't sing very loud. And I think that's how everyone feels in our church. I think we all are a little bit hesitant and like nervous to be louder than everyone else. And so we're like very quiet. But here I just was like belting it out. And, and it's right there in front of you and the music's loud and it just feels, it fills your spirit. And, um, yeah, that was the whole music part was incredible. And I feel like it was probably more than half of the sermon. Do you think so, Emmy? Yeah, I think there were five or six songs. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was, which was great. I think it was a good combo because, um, it, the second time I've liked it even more because I knew how long to expect to be standing. The first mm-hmm. time I didn't expect to be standing that long. So I was like, oh, oh, we're not done. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it was um, the second time it, I realized it really was a great combo, a great um, balance. of mm-hmm. the, Yeah, about half a song and then half a sermon, which I thought was yeah. great. Um, one thing, too, I was just going to piggyback on. I also, um, all of this, I think is not to diminish anything from our church. Um, and I think there are good, there are things to learn and gain from each one, which is why it's so fun to visit other churches in addition to our church, because like at our church, I also love that many of the members are given opportunities to sing or to play piano or to play organ or whatever it might be, share their talent of sorts. And, um, and anyway, I think that's something that our church has that are not, that not a lot of churches have, um, Mm -hmm. at this church, it's, it's designated people that sing and play every week. And I just think that's something great about our church. And many of our buildings Mm -hmm. are so beautiful as well. Our building, sorry, we're going back a bit, but I just wanted to mention the building Mm -hmm. that we are in right now is like a super old um, building. It was built. I can't even remember the details, but it was built a really long time ago. So the podium is turned and everyone thinks it's pretty special, but it's just a little bit different. And we have big windows in our, in our chapel that are really beautiful and let a lot of beautiful natural light in. And um, so anyway, there's, there's definitely a bonus to learning and gaining light from both churches and, you know, different things we can learn from each one and enrich our lives mm-hmm. in different ways. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. Thanks for sharing that. I agree. I, I only have my own religion based this off of, so I will um, be doing that a lot just in contrast, but, but yeah, no, we're, we're not here to, to tell anyone what religion is better or what, what, what religion is worse. Like that is not what we're here to do. We're here to just celebrate all religions and all spiritual communities. Yeah. And so yeah, thanks for sharing that. I I agree. I love that our church has callings and I love that people can accept those callings or turn them down if they're not at a place in their life where they can handle a calling. Like that is such a beautiful thing and I've I've said that also about um testimony meetings. Once a month in the LDS church, they hold a testimony meeting and um, I know some people have like criticized testimony meetings because it, it literally is like a free for all because anyone can get up and bear their testimony. <laughs> but I love it so much because it's not it's then not just the bishop who is um, presiding all the time. It is like you get 
every, anyone who wants to share, they can go up and share their perspective. And I love that. And I mean, throughout the month as well, it's not always the bishop who presides. We have speakers in our church. And so you'll get a different ward member every week speaking. But on testimony meeting, it's open to everyone. And I've always loved that about our church. Mm -hmm. I love that that it's not just one designated preacher or pastor. I like that it's opened up to the whole public, the whole to anyone, even children can go up and bear their testimony. So, so going back, we'll kind of just bounce around on here because our ideas are just coming, coming organically. So we'll just share as we go. But um, you brought up Emmy and how it came with us. And I have to say that there was a moment where I looked over and I saw him looking at his teammate, who is Pastor Jason's son. And I just was like overwhelmed at the thought of like, it is so important for him to see that his friend is worshiping in a different way and it's not better or worse. It's just different. And I could almost feel that through, like I could see his curiosity on his face. And I was just very proud of you and Todd in that moment, like that you guys brought him with and that you like, you let him share that experience with you. And especially because it's his teammate, like I'm sure it was just so exciting for him to see that, like, you know, we all worship a little differently. Yes. When we first got married, we had a goal. We had great goals. Of course, you always do. And then they don't always come to fruition, but they are now. <laughs> um, but we always wanted to introduce different religions to our kids and um, make sure that that was part of our lives and um, just give them perspectives that are not only one, you know, um, give them different different views from different places and different religions and different things. And we also like to travel and feel like we give our kids opportunities to see different perspectives and stories through travel. Um, and so that's always been really, really important to us. About a year ago, my 11 year old daughter uh, came with us to a Lutheran church and um, my cousin, we'll have to interview them sometime, but um, I've been to their church several times for Christmas um programs that her kids were in, or uh, we just recently went there for a funeral that was absolutely beautiful. I thought that mm -hmm. was one of the most beautiful funerals I had ever been to. It was just Agreed. so perfect Agreed. in mm -hmm. the dynamic and right. It was just really a beautiful mm -hmm. funeral, I thought. But um, And uh, her cute little cousin that's that's her age was there is is always there every time we've gone with our kids and um so I think she feels some camaraderie with her because she's been part of that part of her life and I think that's an important thing to grow emotional connections with people that are a little bit deeper to know what their souls are feeling and where their souls are at and the spirit that's present in their lives uh one of the things said in that church was, um, I really think we should start clapping in our church. <laughs> Maybe because she's yes. a performer. <laughs> yes. Oh, I agree. I want some kudos. You know, I agree. Yes. Uh, it's so hard for that me was to not her, clap. That was one of her takeaways. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Yes. Mm. And they clapped, but we all they have clapped our things. at the courageous church, right? Yeah, I think so. We all have our things. Like you mentioned, Todd, wants the teleprompters. Yes. I remember him saying that and he's like, this is it. Like, look how good this looks. Like he could visualize it when we were at the courageous church. Cause it was an yes. awesome setup. Yes. Such an awesome setup. It was implemented um, very well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love so much that you took there and yeah, we've, 
We visited a few different churches now that we will touch on throughout this podcast. And um, and one of them I took my children to as well. And it was like such a cool experience. And I'll I'll touch more on that when we actually highlight that religion. But um, but I do I can already see that the benefit of of expanding my children's knowledge uh, on different religions and beliefs, um, you know, kind of like we said in our trailer, like these things do not like learning these things does not diminish our own faith, but it just adds to it. And so, yeah, we, we've loved, we've loved taking our kids and hearing their perspective too. We, it's really, it's really unique to hear. It's just really cool to hear, um, the, the childlike view on these things, you know, the child's perspective mm-hmm. on these things. Um, wait till you yeah. hear her daughter's, her daughter's video. We were actually recorded her comments after going to one of the churches we went to and it is absolutely adorable so that will be at the end of one of these episodes (laughs) it's coming a little teaser it's so cute yes i love it i'm always looking to my kids for knowledge i'm like what do you guys think you guys have such cool opinions (laughs) um i love that oh man um so i wanted to shift to jason's um style of teaching because in our church everything is kind of done with a little more reverence and in a little more of like a softness to it. But Jason, he's up there and he is just like, he is just so like, what's the word I'm looking for? Bold and, and, um, exciting. And, and it, it's so motivating. That's the word that, that came to my mind anyway, it was just like motivating. I was like, it feels like I'm listening mm-hmm. to a motivational speaker. And again, that's something like that I've TED seen. Talk. Yes. Yes. Like I felt like, yeah just empowered. (laughs) And I, I think I felt the spirit a little more during the music, but again, I think that's because I'm more music oriented, but I did feel very motivated and empowered by his sermon. And something I really loved was that he, he referenced quite a bit about like the, the secular world. Like he, um, I noticed like he brought up a movie during it and I was like, I love movies. So any type of relation to movies, like that, you know, that resonates with me. And so I loved that. And then I also, he, he mentioned that, um, when he was sort of blessing the congregation, he mentioned that a few of them, um, were in the midst of financial struggles. And I don't know, I don't know why that part really stood out to me. Maybe, Mm. maybe it's just because I feel like you don't hear that very much like in our church. And, and I feel like we talk a lot about spiritual struggles we might be having or family struggles. And maybe it's because like, in our church, maybe people have this idea of like, oh, we're not supposed to talk about those kind of struggles, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong on that, but, but Mm. I just, it was refreshing to hear him say that and to know that like, he's, he's so aware of his congregation and what their needs are and he's blessing those specific Mm -hmm. needs. It just felt, I don't know. It felt very special to me. What are your thoughts on that, Em? I have to admit, I when he said it, I thought, oh, who? <laughs> no, <laughs> Maybe but that's I, why we don't share it in our church. Who is it? No one wants to is know who's struggling. <laughs> no one wants Gossip. anyone to know Gossip. that they're struggling. <laughs> that is a great point, though. That's probably it. That's probably part of it. But I think he, I, I liked the point of it. I, I thought mm-hmm. that it felt very connecting and very like, we're in this together as a congregation and we're a family. And it kind of pointed something out that, um, that maybe seems a little bit taboo. And I actually Mm -hmm. just recently listened to a podcast by Patrick Mason, and he talks a little bit about, um, the fact that in our church, a lot of times 
we create kind of this taboo-ness about talking about certain things. And there are certain things that individuals, especially young uh, Gen Z youth, struggle with not being able to have a space to be open and uh, be able to share the things that they struggle with. I feel like that was one of those things that um, it was, it's something that may feel taboo to talk about, but really it's actually uniting and um, creating oneness. Mm-hmm. Right? Back to the oneness. Yes. I have to say that whenever <laughs> I'm in Relief Society and someone is just vulnerable and opens up, I feel the spirit more there than ever. Like scriptures, great. <laughs> like other things, great. But when I hear someone's experience in life and their the the pains mm-hmm. they might be going through, I don't know what it is, but it is so connecting. And it, I guess, it kind of goes back to that that um, that scripture um, where Jesus says, "Mourn with those who mourn." You know, I think that that is such a natural human um, human emotion, and I think that we really we really need each other. And it's very apparent, I guess, when we're talking about those, those struggles and different things that we may be going through, it's very apparent that like, we, we need each other more than ever, especially with everything going on in this world. Mm -hmm. Like we need to rely on each other more than ever. And we need to trust each other and be vulnerable with each other and not judge each other or gossip, you know, like, um, so yeah, I love, I love what you said. And I, I, I totally agree. And I, I could feel that in his congregation, that, that love that they had for each other. Mm-hmm. We also met a cute couple there at the end of our first visit there, uh, that were so warm and so open and so willing to share and talk about anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I really just enjoyed our conversation with them. And they um, may have been trying to convert us a little, which I thought was super cute. It's a (laughs) compliment. um, I liked it. I thought it was so (laughs) cute and so sweet and so endearing. And Mm -hmm. they talked about, we asked them some questions that we had that were just very uh, technical questions of like, like, tell us about baptism within your church and tell us about this and that. And um, I think the wife had come from... Catholicism. I don't want to mention their names in case they don't want to be, but um, mm-hmm. she had come from Catholicism and the husband, husband, I'm not sure, but, but she had a really, really interesting background kind of jumping around to churches, uh, trying to find the one that fit her needs. And, um, and she landed at the courageous church and she seemed, they both were very happy to be there and, and had a goal of, you know, strengthening the congregation and building their congregation. And it was mm-hmm. all just very endearing to me. We actually may interview them. We, we mentioned the podcast to them and they're like, we would love to be interviewed. <laughs> so yes, maybe someday we their we'll come back around to the courageous. Yes. We've texted them since actually. They're our friends now. <laughs> that, we are that's very the close thing with, with all of this. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that's the thing with all of this. Um, visiting other churches, I have absolutely loved meeting other people from different dynamics of life, you know, that just have um totally different things to say than the inner circle that I have always had. And I feel like I have really gained some strong, close relationships that way. And I love it. I love just expanding my reach and and learning things that I just would not have otherwise sitting on my couch and going to the same word every week, um, which yes. I still plan to do, of course. But 
but um, reaching out to different uh, different communities has really already strengthened me as a person and I think strengthened our family as well. I love it. I love that so much. I just wanted to say before we end um, how how warm that congregation was. I know I may just mention that wonderful couple that we got to talk to. And I, I totally agree, Emmy. I think I think like connecting with real people, you can you can read about different religions and study them, but you really don't fully know until you immerse yourself in it. And I know that we've only had a little taste, a little sampling of each religion by going, but even just by attending one service, you can get a very like broad view of what it would be like to be in that congregation, which has just been so cool. It's just been so cool to experience um, all these different religions already. So, and we're really excited to share more with you guys. Thanks for joining us on That's Church. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at That's Church Podcast for more updates, insights, and a glimpse into the diverse spiritual tapestry of Utah. Let's keep the conversation going because we believe that gaining knowledge of other religions does not diminish our own faith, but can instead enrich our spirituality. I think we both agree. <laughs> hey, cut that part out. Uh, okay, so go ahead. <laughs> I think okay. 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 Get it out. Get it out. What was I saying about Gen Z, Gen X, I don't know. Who is it? Gen Z? <laughs> um Gen, Gen Z. Z. <laughs> yeah. Uh Gen Z. Gen X is before us, right? Yeah. Clothing. Um room. Gen Z. <laughs> oh, there's mom. And here's my dog. I'm trying to remember what else I was gonna say. Do you ever have a thought and then it goes away? <laughs> Say? Or um, if you have anything else to say, Emmy, do you want to just uh, end by saying that's church and putting our backs together with our arms folded at the same time? Yeah, I do want to do that. Oh, I know you do. Okay, are you ready for this? Okay. One, two, three. That's, yep. that's that's church. church. We're keeping all of this. We are for our timing is. I love it. We're delayed. Okay. Didn't do the back thing because I was laughing. All right, ready? One, two, mm -hmm. three. That's church. That's church.